Bodybuilding has a very bad reputation. The common thinking is that you cannot build that kind of a body and get up on stage unless you are on steroids. But how far is that really true? Recently, Fitter has collaborated with ICN, which is I Compete Natural. And we have been organizing an annual natural physique contest, which showcases some of the best physiques around the world. And guess what? All of them are 100% natural. So if you want to look shredded, if you ever want to get up on stage and show people what you're made of, building a natural physique just might be your thing. In this week's episode, I'll be talking with JC about his own bodybuilding journey and we'll be busting a lot of myths about bodybuilding. Let's get started. JC, uh, a lot of people, I know this for a fact because I've you know, known you and I've known the community for so long. You've been accused of taking steroids. You've been accused of being an unnatural, juiced up bodybuilder. Uh, I know you're not. I know you're not. But how does it make you feel when people ask you these questions and make accusations? Knowing the fact that you are a natural physique athlete. And people look at you and make these accusations. I think it happens to everybody, not just, you know, people who are doing physical well. But I think anybody, if you take, you know, you take good actors uh, who make these successful films and then somehow the, the second film or the third film doesn't work. Mm. People start telling you, this guy was a one-trick pony, you know, yeah. it didn't work. In a similar manner, you know, a lot of people who get rich over a period of time, now, if somebody has seen their journey, they will realize that they've worked hard. But somebody who is looking at their journey at a first instant will always have some amount of doubts in their mind. Right? So I think um, initially when I started Fitter, it used to bother me a lot. Because I knew in my heart that, hey, I haven't done anything like this. And yeah. I, you'd be surprised to know that, you know, even when I started, um, as early, like I was uh, 14 years old, I had big muscles, like I had big biceps, you've seen pictures. Yes, right? yes. So even when I was 14 years old, I think my biceps would stand out. Mm. And not because they are big. A lot of people think my biceps are like 16 or 17 inches, they are 14 and a half. Mm -hmm. But they look big because they are round and they are short. Mm. So I have short limbs and because you have short limbs, they kind of look more rounder. Right. Right. You and look bulky as a result. You look bulky, like even though right now I'm just 68 kgs. And if you, like in person, I, I feel like a really small guy. But if I take out my t-shirt off and then if it took my pictures because I'm at a very low body fat percentage, it would look like I'm a huge guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not huge. Mm -hmm. right? So I think a lot of um, these things come from ignorance. Um, also, I don't blame people because a lot of people have been taken for a ride for a very long period of time, especially by people who have done um, steroids. Mm -hmm. You're not just talking about normal folks, you're talking about the who's who of the world and at one point of time they were in complete denial that they were taking drugs and then, you know, like people just don't seem to trust anybody. So what exactly is natural bodybuilding? I mean, right. a, a very layman term is somebody who does not do steroids is a natural bodybuilder, but what drugs, exactly is Illegal it? drugs. So steroids are one class of drugs, but then there are other drugs also. So. 
uh, what happens is that you have a certain range of testosterone in your body. You have certain range of growth hormone in your body. Mm -hmm. You have um, IGF-1, um, different kinds of hormones in your body. And as you get older, uh, the levels decline. Mm. Um, it's natural. Natural. Yeah. Part of just getting older. And yeah. especially because, you know, you're probably not keeping yourself active or you're not doing resistance training, not taking enough protein. Mm. And so what happens is also... Even if the levels don't decline, um, you know, your capacity to build muscles is generally very less. Like in the early years, like the earlier you start, uh, you have more chances of gaining muscles early on. But as you age, mm. your ability to put on muscle mass diminishes. Mm. Okay? So, for example, if you're a new guy, um, maybe in a year's time, you'd be able to put up like um, between two to five kilograms of muscle mass mm -hmm. in the first one or two years. After that, even to put up like two kilograms of muscle mass each year, mm. it would be like very, very rare, difficult. Like somebody who's working extremely hard would be able to mm. put up maybe two to three kgs of muscle mass a year. Becomes very difficult, mm. right? Now, when you go on steroids, and steroids are basically a form of testosterone which is synthetically uh, made in a lab. Mm. And when you take steroids, um, exogenous testosterone, um, it aids in muscle building. Okay, so you can put up a lot of muscle mass in a very shorter span of time. So what would have taken you an year's time, mm -hmm. you'd probably build the same amount of muscle mass in maybe, um, you know, like 8 to 12 weeks. So essentially, if you are on the juice, as they call it, mm. you will build muscle faster. But yes. do you, will you also build bigger muscles as compared to somebody who's natural? No, I mean, you're, if you are able to put up, let's say, 10 times more muscle mass, Obviously, you're going to get bigger mm, mm. because muscles, the bigger the muscles, the more substrate they can store. Mm. So you have more glycogen storage capacity because the muscles are getting bigger. And the more you train, the more bigger you get, the more you juice. And it's like a perpetual cycle. Mm, mm. But I mean, that's not been the history of bodybuilding. You know, it's not that bodybuilders right from the earlier days, you know, we are talking about Sando and you know, all these other guys who are Eugene, Sando. Eugene yes. Sando, for instance. You look at Eugene Sando and compared to some of the guys today, he looks small. Mm. But uh, when did this, you know, whole anabolic steroid usage or IGF steroid usage start in bodybuilding? And, you know, now it's like just about everybody's on the juice. You can't be natural if you want to step up on stage. That is not true. Actually, we have a very long history of having great physiques throughout our ancient history. Yeah. If you go to any of the European countries, you see how those ancient sculptures are carved like demigods and gods. Right. And if you compare those structures, the you know, in, in the older times, we had mystical figures like Adonis, Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. And if you see their statues, they are built like proper bodybuilders. Mm. Back then, nobody knew steroids. So, unless until those people look like that, how mm. could you make statues like this? Right. Right. So, it, it basically simplifies, it basically hints at the fact that people did have muscular figures historically. And even if you come close to home in India, we had Lord Hanuman. Right. 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 He was physically very strong and he had a perfect structure like a, like a big bodybuilder. Right. And he's known to lift heavier things. Um, if you compare to non-mystical figures, then close home, we have Vishnu, Saint, Ghosh. You know, yes. These were the guys who wrote the books on physical culture. If you follow this IG account, it's called 
Barbell films, mm-hmm. you'd see bodybuilders throughout the century and even before, like we're talking about 1890s, 1910, 1920s. Mm-hmm. See physiques, like amazing physiques. Mm-hmm. Today, mm-hmm. even uh, a lot of people cannot achieve those kind of physique, even while on juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not that people cannot build muscles without uh, steroids or any sort of illegal drugs. It is perfectly possible, but there's difference like you cannot get big and by big you would be easily able to tell if somebody is doing some sort of fishy stuff how how would you know how would you know ah okay so that comes with experience mm. okay the skin quality is different mm. um and then look skin quality is Can different you look at a person and look who is really big and say are he's that big because he is doing steroids i personally feel i'm in a, yeah I, I personally feel i'm in position to kind of make that assessment I, i feel like i can mm. but apart from that you also have so many drug agencies just get a blood test done mm. you find out something here and there you'd be able to tell mm. what's really alarming is that okay bodybuilders have been using anabolic steroids and all that mm. kids these days 17 18 19 year old kids because they are chasing yeah. this kind of physique you know yeah. uh, i go to a gym and I find these syringes on a regular basis, you yeah. know, lying around. I see yeah. them in the locker room, and they've had to put up signs saying that we do not. We had one in Recom. I remember. Yeah. So what is? I mean, I think uh, you need to tell kids and people who are you know who want to build a physique why it's a bad idea to do this yeah. because I think nobody is telling them. They just see the results. They don't realize that there are consequences. So, funny story. Back in the days when I was competing for Fit Factor. Mm-hmm. and i had of course i did not win but my physique was impressive and a lot of people came backstage and they were asking me jc what are you taking because you have very different kind of body mm. you know like your body is not big you have very lean physique but it's very aesthetically pleasing very well developed uh, well developed and it was yeah. more aesthetically pleasing i got the right symmetry right proportions and everything so i was like no, i'm not taking any drugs mm. and most of the people just thought that i was like bluffing yeah and that like irritated me like to an extent where i said you know what i'm going to train some athletes mm. and so i did train athletes mm. and i must have trained 14 15 athletes back then mm. and they were completely natural right so i trained those athletes and then when i started training more and more people people started realizing okay look maybe this is true to it but it was even then people were not ready to believe that this is naturally possible right then what we did we started training regular folks mm. and then just you know people are losing 20 30 kgs 50 kgs we even have stories of people losing 100 kgs yes yes right? and you would expect that everybody is on drugs but then you have stories of people who are like 70 year old 80 year old they're getting results so then people started taking seriously like, hey maybe this guy is on to something and there's really a science to it all mm. right so then you know how fitter has evolved over a period of time um so i think what people don't realize that there is definitely a science to building muscles and getting results and uh, it's as simple as this look muscles and an outcome of an input what is this input you're basically going to the gym mm-hmm. and lifting things which are probably beyond your capability and in an effort to survive because mm-hmm. this is how your cells tell up right so that's that's like a stress for your body and so body adapts to the stress by responding how does it respond by making your muscles stronger mm-hmm. making your muscle sizes bigger 
Now that could be two things. One is your, of course, the filament, which basically does the pushing and pulling. Mm. Um, so you have actin, myosin filaments, which which basically, um, you know, like uh, uh, it basically expands and then mm. gets back to its position. Um, so those filaments get strong, and on top of that, the substrate, um, the sarcoplasm, that also kind of gets bigger and bigger. Right. So basically, you combine. You're talking about myofibrillar and sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. That's basically body's usual response to resistance training. Right. Now, whether you're taking drugs or not, you are going to develop muscles. Mm. When we take in drugs, the process just happens a lot more sooner. That's a lot the lot more smoother, faster. Faster. You get better results. Faster. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I think it also comes at a cost. And I think people need to be told what that cost is. Because kids, if you're 19 or 20, you look at this Instagram influencer, you want to look like him. You will do whatever it takes to do it. And unfortunately, people are doing that. So can you maybe spell out the consequences of using drugs for bodybuilding? Yes. So bodybuilding, by the way, is not a very healthy sport. And I don't even follow bodybuilding. I've told this, I think, numerous times that I'm not a fan of bodybuilding. It's mm. not a very healthy sport. I, I don't even think of it as a sport because there's nothing sporty about it. Uh, the problem with taking exogenous testosterone or growth hormones is that even without exercising, they can build your muscles. There, is, there was this research, I don't recall the name, but they did exogenous testosterone to folks mm-hmm. um, who were not doing exercise and they were able to develop muscle mass. Man, that's crazy. Yes. And so what happens is, and, and because your heart is also a muscle, yeah. you know, your organs also are muscles, you know. So what happens is that when you are developing your muscles, some of these organs also get enlarged over a period of time. Mm. And because of this, your organs get damaged. Other thing is that when you put up a lot of muscle mass, it's like putting up weight. Yeah. You know, like, like your fat tissue. Muscle is also a tissue. So whether you are an overweight, obese individual or whether you are somebody who's taken a lot of drugs and you have a lot of muscle mass, every tissue needs some amount of upkeep, which means that your heart is going to deliver nutrition to those active tissues, nutrition and oxygen. Mm. Right. So if you suddenly develop a lot of muscle mass, now your heart is not adapted equipped. to that, yeah. equipped to handle that kind of uh, sudden jump in the volume. Mm. Mm. Okay. So now your heart is working harder. And so most of these drug bodybuilders, the best way to check if they are on some sort of drugs is to check their resting heart rate. Mm. And you'd figure out that their resting heart rate is completely whack. Mm-hmm. Okay. And because of this, the heart which is supposed to like get older in 50 years or 60 years, it starts getting older at an early age. And mm. so cardiac arrest in bodybuilders is very common. Yeah. Any sort of cardiac issues, kidney issues, liver issues, these are very common in bodybuilders, drugged bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. Taking exogenous testosterone, what does it do to your body's natural testosterone apart, Yeah, apart from this also, because see, anytime what happens, your body maintains a certain range of testosterone. Mm. And for a healthy individual, it could be 300 to 1000 NG per deciliter. And then there's the free testosterone, right? Which is the actual bioavailable testosterone in the body. Yeah. So you have, uh, when you take exogenous testosterone, now, because you are taking exogenous testosterone, body works on a feedback mechanism. Like same thing happens with cholesterol. If you take it from food, the body shuts down or reduces the production of internal cholesterol mm. because you're taking too much from food and vice versa. If you take exogenous testosterone or exogenous growth hormone, 
the body is going to sense this guy is anyways taking exogenous testosterone exogenous growth hormone mm. i don't need to produce it right so it will then send a signal to your hypothalamus and then it will send signal eventually to your hpt axis and then you know it will shut down your testosterone production and what happens when you go off these exogenous does your body restart kick start it again or is that permanently damaged that is i think tricky part so mm. again there is something called as a post cycle therapy where they take these um drugs which are originally intended for um breast cancer um, oh my god yes okay uh, so uh, those drugs then these guys take and then that kind of uh like fixes the hmm the uh, damage cycle, yeah the fixes cycle. the damage and yeah. it gets better some people also develop gynecomastia hmm. right hmm. so they take this drug and it can also fix some of those things right so not 100% aware but like um from whatever i've read okay and so uh, they do this for a 3 month cycle mm. off cycle on cycle and then 3 month off cycle so they will go on some sort of uh, form of testosterone mm. right and there's different kinds of testosterone with different kinds of half lives and mm. like different different testosterones mm. <laughs> yeah and then uh, like deca and then uh, tren and uh, some uh, proponate and all these kind of different names depending mm. on the half life and everything and then they will go off these drugs for 3 months in mm. which they will do the pct which is the post cycle therapy and then you know this cycle keeps on going on the problem with this is that sometimes it's a hit and a miss mm. which means that any time you are taking any sort of exogenous testosterone any kind of exogenous drug um it is going to mess with your internal system right because at the end of the day it's something which is not your body's um natural response you know your body is not naturally equipped to handle it correct so while your body is suddenly now you know recovering and creating more uh muscle tissues it is going to definitely have some sort of repercussions in your body and that's why testosterones are often um you know like illegal mm. you cannot procure testosterone injection steroids legally mm. and so but you know they are so viral and even the big pharma a lot of companies even though you know they know that testosterone and all these drugs are illegal they peddle it out through black market and so it's very easy to obtain drugs mm-hmm. so clearly the natural route is the best route to take if you not just for your physical appearance but for your long term health also another thing that messes up when you are a enhanced bodybuilder is uh-huh. uh, is that your lipid profile also goes for a toss how so um your cholesterol levels will go back you know and that also wacks your liver mm. so your liver is going to get hurt mm. really bad if you keep taking testosterone keep following any kind of cycles i've come across in fact this morning i think somebody in my broadcast channel asked me yeah after years of testosterone uh, steroid abuse sorry i keep changing the words uh if after years of abusing my body through steroids is there like a way for me to come out of it safely and i just check with a doctor because it's a slippery slope if you are young enough mm-hmm. your body can recover from most of the shit but the if you are older it, yeah it's very difficult for your body to recover from these kind of abuses mm. so you know and and the longer time you spend see we have to understand one thing most of the guys who are taking drugs they haven't fully lived their age yet yeah getting my point even if you started taking drugs back in the 90s which is probably when it made to india you're still like 35 40 mm, mm. you know so there's still a whole lot of age ahead of you yeah 
So we haven't seen the repercussions of these drugs in so longitudinal long term effects. We haven't seen longitudinal setting. And from what I believe is that at least in some people, those drugs or the abuse would have started showing some effects. Mm-hmm. By the time they turn 50 and 60, they'll really regret it. Yep. But people are not hearing their story because that time is yet to come. People are hearing stories from who? People who are like 35 year old, 40 year old, and like, yeah, it's okay. Mm. We do have certain incidents where people have died of cardiovascular incidents and that's about it. So clearly you have obviously, you know, stayed far away from these things. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your own fitness journey? Not not the fitness journey, let's say, post-fitter, mm-hmm. but when you were, let's say, you wanted to get into fit factor mm-hmm. or you wanted to get into muscle mania, mm-hmm. get up on stage. When did that preparation start? What was your regime? What was your goal when you were doing all these things? And how did you stay motivated on this journey? Right. So, I was very ignorant to the point that I never knew that steroids existed. So... Mm-hmm. Even when I was 14 years old and I used to go in the local gym, we had fit people. Mm. The people were like, and again, those are farmers and laborers and they had good muscles. Yeah. I had no reason to believe that anybody was doing anything. And I would ask them, what were you eating? They said, boiled chicken, boiled eggs. Boiled. See, so those guys were following the same basic principles, ki boiled meat, boiled vegetables, boiled eggs mm. and everything clean. So I also hopped onto the same habit. And just by doing that, I was already getting results. So, before I came to Mumbai, Mm. that was actually the first time I heard the name steroid. And this was back in maybe 2011. So, we had this gym in uh, Koparkarne called Your Gym. I don't know if it exists anymore. And that's the first time I saw the trainers actually, you know, poking a needle Mm. up their ass. Like, I didn't see, see. But, (laughs) you know, I I went inside and there was something happening. That would have been very dramatic if you actually saw somebody like... No, no. So, So, that's what I'm saying. So, I went in. And there was this guy, he's like his pants down. And there was other guy. I was like, You're like what the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah, so, so that was like, when I, was the first time. And then they, they were like, you know, they, they, there's just some signaling. As mm-hmm. if they, they thought I understood mm-hmm. what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Because they thought I was, love. <laughs> so that's when I started asking some people. And there was one very good friend of mine. I don't want to take his name. Mm-hmm. And then he enlightened me mm-hmm. about this whole thing. Ki this is how it works. And, uh, the guy had good muscles and he guided me. And uh, yeah, like, were you not ever tempted to start? Yeah, even back then, I, I believe steroids are expensive. But so, what if, okay, exp- so money was maybe one thing that held you back. I think back then, if you were to take, let's say, steroids, it would cost you like one, one and a half lakh rupee a month. Mm. But maybe a part of you did think, Are, you know, what if, you know, this seems like a good way to get well, that body I want. Even if I wanted to, I'm just glad I didn't have that money. Because I know that would have been like a very big, uh, you know, step in where I am today. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I mm-hmm. didn't go for it. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact that a lot of Bollywood stars were spending that kind of money. I also remember that it happens in, in bodybuilding competitions in India. Mm-hmm. I know for I know that for a fact because mm-hmm. I know I have encountered a 19-year-old at one of my gyms. Mm-hmm. 19-year-old guy. And he was just popping pills. Uh, it's called D-ball. Okay? And those are like oral form of testosterone. And uh-huh. those are the worst because they give you man boobs. And he had the most weird looking chest I'd ever seen. Like mm-hmm. he's literally like stick. His legs are stick. His hands are stick. His everything is stick. But his chest are like 
literally balloon mm-hmm. so i'm not sure it was just from eating that d ball thing or he was also injecting some synthol or something mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. the oil yeah. yeah but it was weird i think these kind of encounters have happened with me from time to time and i think they also kind of prevented me from doing anything because i really love my body yeah, yeah. um like my body is aesthetic and i always wanted to look in a certain manner so you know growing up steve reeves with the crossion as a kind of body i wanted i never wanted to look like an inflated balloon mm-hmm. and it was all about like aesthetic body you know so so coming back to icn uh, what is it that attracted you to do these guys why did you want to collaborate with icn and what exactly are you trying to achieve with this collaboration with icn nothing really jay is a good friend jenaran acharya is a good friend he is uh, i know him from muscle mania days so he also competed in muscle mania okay and uh, so we were just good friends and he had a good physique like very aesthetic very well spoken uh, comes from a great family and uh, we have spoken a couple of times and then he told me i think 2018 hmm. that jc i want to bring natural bodybuilding to india it's doing pretty well around the world so sure we we'll do this event hmm. uh, every year why don't you guys host hmm. um i see in at connect and so that was about it hmm. so when we started doing that and i think in the first um connect itself they got like 400 plus participants and last year it was around 1200 plus participants wow it was massive like hmm. And so the event is growing, and I think it's also opening up doors. Uh, just now, yesterday, I got a mail from um, this gentleman who's like 65 years old. Um, Siva, his name is, and he was like, "JC, thank you. At 65, I'm competing in natural bodybuilding. Wow! All because of you and your team. And uh, you know, I'm looking better than mm. a lot of young guys also." Mm. Will they be able to compete in the natural physique contest in December? They can compete in a year's time. Winning mm-hmm. is going to be different. So I'm saying, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm saying for the first two to three years, ah. you should not think about any kind of outcome. Hmm. Don't think about outcome. Just go and put in the work. Give it at least five years. Five, okay. Five years is nothing, man. If you start at 18 by 22, you're competing. It's right. good enough. If right. you want to compete at 20, maybe start at bloody 15. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. I'm saying it takes time. Even if you want to go and compete in Olympics, people have 15 to 20 years of, of training yes. minimum. Yes, that's the amount of training that they need to be able to compete in Olympics. Mm-hmm. You want to become a bodybuilder in six months? Not going to happen. You want to do it naturally? Mm-hmm. Five years. anybody should do it i'm i'm sure you can do it early you can do it in 2 years 3 years look at nosai has progressed amazing yeah but he is nowhere close to being a bodybuilder correct yeah and any progress that he has shown in the last 3 months if he is able to sustain the same kind of efforts mm. it will still take him at least 2 years to get to like a level and then on top of that he needs to achieve the right kind of conditioning then posing um you know correct. knowing how to flex and 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 then symmetry itself mm-hmm. because bodybuilding competitions are not judged on how shredded you are they are also judged on other parameters like your conditioning um your skin quality your posing skills your poise composure all those things matter mm-hmm. right so it's it's like it's not a sport sport per se it's more like a art but do you recommend let's say somebody starts and you know periodically let's say 2 years down the road mm. they just compete in a contest just to get a flavor of it 
just to see where they stand. Yeah, I I really don't see how you can make a career out of just winning bodybuilding competitions. It gives you good limelight and social media. Mm. You can get famous for small period of time that can kickstart or mm. aid in your other but careers. But you know, getting a pro card is something that a lot of people aspire to. Yeah, like I said, don't think of it. Just think of it as fun. But don't think that you can make a career into this. Mm. Mm. And I want everybody to go and try it. It's a, it's a good experience getting on stage, seeing the potential of your body naturally, mm-hmm. and it's fun. But beyond that, don't take bodybuilding as a career, especially in India. Mm-hmm. There's no career in bodybuilding. You can use that as a launch pad. Mm-hmm. You can use your posing days, pictures, videos as a launch pad to probably become a coach or launch your services or something. Mm-hmm. But bodybuilding itself is not a career. You don't get paid. You probably get a certificate, shield, some cash prize. Mm, mm. You invest more than that into preparation itself. Yeah. So don't waste your time thinking that you'll make a career out of your bodybuilding. But like you said, if you want to do it for the fun of it to see what your body is capable of, that you of, should do. Then that's that a great. At least once in a lifetime, you should do that. Natural ho ya enhanced ho. There is obviously, I think now people will get a better perspective of what they want to do. You know, like you said, it's about longevity. Yeah. It's about respecting your body. and if you want to do it go ahead do it for the fun of it do it for the experience but your core focus needs to be your health and longevity jc once again thank you so much for this very honest and enlightening conversation and i hope it's really helped a lot of people on their journey i sure hope that great thanks we'll be back next week with another episode of the fitter podcast and don't forget you can ask your questions directly to jc all you have to do is join his broadcast channel on instagram the handle is fitter with jc ask away your questions no question is too stupid he does not judge and trust me he answers every question himself if you are watching this video on youtube you know ask your questions in the comment section below we'll make sure the questions reach jc and keep learning keep getting fit and we'll see you next week thanks for watching Thank mm-hmm. you.